0: It's time to take a ride on the Steelers Afternoon Drive with our co-hosts, Alan Saunders and Zachary Smith.
1: Welcome to another episode of Steelers Afternoon Drive. I'm Zachary Smith. That is Alan Saunders. Alan, it's not just any episode of Steelers Afternoon Drive. It is the 100th episode of Steelers Afternoon Drive. Believe it or not, 100 episodes, Alan, already.
0: I feel like you need to do like Will Chamberlain, like write a hundred on a piece of paper and hold it up. Like, can can you do yeah. that? Do you have do you have that capability? <clears throat> I I think we need to make that
1: happen. Okay, just one sec. I don't know how visible this is going to be on this paper, but you know, I got a blue pen and he we talk about blue have, like, lines here, high, so some like high school
0: gym in Reading. So like whatever you do, there you go, one hundred. Yeah. I like it. I like it. It's all. It's also uh,
1: what we keep it on here, Alan.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, I was told several of the commenters mentioned that they enjoy watching the view of Pittsburgh through the yeah. the, the, the pass uh, through the driver's window here. So mm. I decided, as a little treat for those people, that episode one hundred. I'm going to drive a very different way, um, oh, so that okay. you all can get a different look i don't know just make it something new so i'm not even know. i'm just i don't know now i'm just driving
1: so yeah uh, well the, the, we do get a lot of comments that say that when they're not saying how stupid we are or that the rest of the season is pointless or my Tomlin should have been fired five years ago they do say that they enjoy the, the scenic sucks. view don't forget buddy. that don't,
0: don't or, forget yeah not
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah i mean listen, we
0: are if nothing if nothing else, we are all about giving the people what they want, mm-hmm. right? That yes, is, is I, I think so.
1: Uh, giving the people what they want, you know, a lot, a big part of this fan base, it always gets referred to, Alan, for better or worse, when anything goes, when anything happens in this organization, it's always referred to as the Steelers' way. Um, and, and typically, you know, you don't see Ex-players feed into it as much, but over the past week, and and I'm assuming that this is probably kind of coinciding with it, feeling like the Steelers have kind of hit a low point here after losing to -to back-to-back two and 10 teams. We've seen Ryan Clark talk about it. We've seen Ben Roethlisberger talk about it just as recently as today. I saw Trey Essex, a former offensive lineman of the team, talk about it, Um, kind of like feeling like they're losing. The Steelers' way, and there's not many guys that still represent that Steelers' way currently within the locker room. And I think that's an interesting conversation to have, and an interesting spot to start for today's show. Once again, cannot emphasize this enough: a very special episode of Steelers Afternoon Drive.
0: Yeah, I have a I have a strong take here, uh, and, and I don't I don't know how to, to to gently go into this one, so there is no just okay. gonna dive in. The concept of a Steelers' way is bullshit. It's nonsense. It doesn't exist. The Steelers' way is winning football games. How the Steelers win football games has changed dramatically since Chuck Noll started that tradition in 1969, both tactically, personality, personnel, the way they go about their business. It's, it's always changing. It's always evolving. The constant is success. That is literally all it is. There is no specific formula to create a Pittsburgh Steelers team or a Steelers victory or a Steelers Super Bowl. They've done it many, many, many different ways, um, yeah. and and I think that for, and I think the 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 one thing that you could maybe point to uh, that that is. You know, listen. There are things that are Steelers traditions, right? That they don't do, or that they do do, or you know, there, there is. They don't change their uniforms very often. You know, they don't fire coaches. They're they're kind of a conservative organization. I guess you can point to those things as being the Steelers' way. But then you yeah, up they didn't have
1: cheerleaders, Alan. You
0: know, they don't have cheerleaders, right? But that doesn't have anything to do with the players in the locker room, like, like. To say that like this group has lost the Steeler way doesn't even make any sense to me. Like what? What way is that? Like what? What? What way did they lose? What? What were the defining characteristics of the Steelers as a franchise that we do not have right now? And, and I don't. Like, there's nothing that like are, are they a good team? No, they're not winning. That's it. Of course, there've been plenty of times in in the in the meantime since they started winning in the early mm-hmm. 70s the steelers have not won i lived through the 80s so like maybe some people that did not don't have a very strong recollection the steelers were pretty much just mediocre to garbage for like a 7 to 8 year stretch in there like uh worse than they've been recently even significantly so like i you know what what about the steelers i, I don't i don't it doesn't even make any sense to me. I think it's a thing that people say for attention, but I want your perspective on this first, and then I'm gonna really, and then I'm mm. really gonna nuke some of the comments that were made this week.
1: Yeah. So I was born in 1995, Alan, um, and uh, so by the time that I could really know what was going on with the game of football, briefly remember Cordell. Briefly remember Tommy Maddox, but Ben Roethlisberger, when I actually got into football, was already the starting quarterback for this franchise and very quickly established uh, just not losing football. Like, I, I do not recall within my time of being a Pittsburgh Steelers fan actually being bad. They've had very average seasons, sure. But, like, actually being a bad football team, I do not recollect. So, like, for me, uh, when you're talking about, like, what the Steelers way is and stuff, I I agree with you. Like, it is just a results-based thing. But I don't know that that's – unless you're questioning the effort of the players, But I don't know that I would bring that into the conversation for myself. I just – I don't think that they are, again – I think it's not a talentless football team. I just think they have major questions at the most important position and it's not a very good coaching staff. But I don't I'm not questioning the the desire to want to win by the players within the locker room. If if you're somebody that is doing that, then I guess that is why you are questioning if these guys fit the mold of being Pittsburgh Steelers in the Steelers way. But I'm I'm just not there personally. Well, and I
0: you know, I think the other thing is like. I I don't think I'm questioning the effort of about 50 out of 53 guys. Um, Are there a couple that I am? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, but like, let's not pretend that that wasn't always the case, right? Like just because the vast majority of the Steelers players were like highly dedicated, ferocious competitors, doesn't mean that like lots of those teams and even good versions of those teams didn't have some guys that were like kind of flakes, like, they went to the Super yeah, Bowl. It's hard to Rashad have a hundred percent buy in.
1: Yeah, like,
0: they, they went to the Super Bowl with Rashad Mendenhall. Like, come on, like, like who was that guy? What the Steelers' way was all about? Like, no, you, like, you, you know, like, it, it doesn't have anything to do with anything other than winning. My favorite part about this, though, was Ben Roethlisberger speaking up on this because do you can you can you bring up like what? Uh, not the the video, but just. I think we wrote about it at SteelersNow.com or certainly lots of other people. But can you that's bring fun. up Ben's comments? Because this one this one's really hilarious to me.
1: Um, let me see here. Maybe the tradition of the Pittsburgh Steelers is done. Um, you can't afford in the second half of games to burn timeouts, not to have like not to have them late in game. To me, that's bad coaching. Who is grabbing someone by the face mask and saying that's not what we do? Is that happening? Yes, you have guys on defense doing it, but you need to have guys on other side, on the other side of the ball, doing it. You need someone to stand up in the room and be like, "Hey, this isn't what it means to wear the black and gold."
0: Well, I mean, I guess maybe like the first part of that, if, if Ben, if, if what Ben said is that the the Steeler way is great coaching, then maybe actually I could get on board with that. Like, if that's the thing, like if that's the commonality of uh, 50 years of mostly success, then I don't think they're getting great coaching right now. So maybe, maybe I could get on board with that, but I don't think that's what mostly people are talking about. But the funniest thing here is like, and, and Stephen A. Smith made this point too, but like... I was about to ben say Run- Stephen A. Smith back, ben yeah. was on this team two years ago when Najee Harris and Pat Friermuth and Dan Moore were rookies, and, and a lot of those guys on, on this team were... Were, were able to be molded into the next generation of the Steelers way. And they he didn't, apparently, uh, according to him. So, like, if there's someone – if there's a list of people to blame for what for what has gone wrong with the culture of the Pittsburgh Steelers and you think there's a problem with it, Ben Roethlisberger is high on that list. Like, what are we doing here? I, I, I don't understand that, for one. For two – Ben Roethlisberger, in 2021, when he was still on the team, addressed comments from former teammates saying this exact same thing, that they had lost yeah. the Steelers' culture or the that's Steelers' true. way yeah. or their identity. And he said, that's just how football is. Things change. I bet the teams in the 70s thought that about our teams you know, earlier and now guys that I played with earlier in my career – are saying that about this team now but that doesn't mean it's true and then he went and did the same thing like yeah I,
1: that's true on, the shoes the shoes on the other foot now and he's the one with the outside perspective speaking on something on the inside that's true i mean granted like i, I think as somebody that obviously spent as much time as he did in the organization and has been around uh especially obviously tomlin that the the guy head of everything you know um like, I think he's entitled to his opinion, but you're right. It is interesting that <laughs> he spoke up about it while still with the team about other people doing the exact same thing that he's done. I, I honestly, that didn't even occur to me. Like, in, in all of this, it didn't even occur to me.
0: Yeah, like I, I just, I, I don't know. I think the whole thing is nonsense. I think it's it's just something, that, and Mike Tomlin said this on, on Monday. This is a thing that people talk about when they're not winning as if it's Mm -hmm. a cause of not winning and talk about like we mythologize this stuff like it matters and it doesn't like it just doesn't you win because you have better players than the other team 99% of the time yeah like that that's it that's the game like I, I don't you know like there's no there's no there's no secret recipe for winning it is just have better have better players, and have better coaches. Right now, the Steelers don't have better players and don't have better coaches. That's that's why they're not winning. I know it doesn't have anything to do with anything else.
1: What's interesting to me too is like fans talk about this being so stale and every like they speak typically in a negative way that I see about the Steelers' way, except for like when in this case where players are talking about play players currently on the team. Losing the Steelers way and then all of a sudden It's supposed to be like a good thing So it's interesting like again It depends on what sh- what, what The shoe is on the way that they talk about the Steelers Way
0: Yeah I mean like, like Organizations that don't evolve die Like we've yeah. seen The Steelers painfully Keep up with the times By doing things that they did not do And having to be Like be behind the curve Of national football league because they were attached to tradition about things that really do matter, right? Like their approach to the salary cap and their approach to contracts. And like, they, like, these are things that, that hurt the team that they did out of tradition more than intelligence. Like we've seen that we've seen the influence of them correcting those things. And, and now we say, like, Oh, well, you, you know, you, now you are not the Steelers anymore. Well, no crap. These the, their approach those to offense. Steelers, those Steelers weren't the Steelers before, and those Steelers weren't the Steelers before them. Like it's, it's there is there is nothing that is an essential part of this that is missing from these Steelers other than better players and better coaches.
1: I don't know if you heard me. I snuck in there. Their approach to offense. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like.
0: And, and, like they're probably like, okay, one of the things we talk about this is gonna be a good segue. one of the things we talk about as a staple, a tradition of the Pittsburgh Steelers is the three four defense, right like that that's like what we we talk about that like it's you know they didn't play the three four defense until after they won four Super Bowls, and Joe Green got old and they moved him to nose tackle, like. That, like, that was – that's not the that, – that's not the still – they won four Super Bowls and then changed their defense. Like, what yeah. – what what, what what? tradition doesn't mean much, man, when you're talking about stuff that actually matters. If your tradition is like, we don't change our uniforms, who cares? Great. Right? Like, that's great. Like, that's tradition. But, like, when we're talking about the stuff that matters, there, there's nothing – Tradition is generally bad. Like, you want to be on the cutting edge.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's an interesting point. Like, I mean, offense as a whole, right? Like, we talk about this league becoming more of a passing league. Is it a problem then that the Steelers, even – okay, even if they were able to do it well, at their core, they want to run the football. Is that in itself a problem?
0: I don't know. I mean, the Steelers have never had, you know, an offensive-minded head coach. Yeah. Like, look around at the NFL at most of the successful teams right now. It's mostly offensive minded head coaches. Like, is that a problem? Is that a tradition that needs to be changed? I think it's a real question. But, like, again, like, are we going to throw away the Steelers' way because uh, they hired, I don't know, no. Eric Pieneme is the next head coach like is that, is that is that like what what are we doing here like where where what what does that even really mean and what does it accomplish i i don't know that i've i've heard anything um coherent in that regard
1: you, you know what's interesting let's just take a quick look at the teams currently in the the playoffs from each side and and go through the head coach and their what side of the football their background is from Ravens, Dolphins, Chiefs, Jaguars, Browns, Steelers, Colts in the AFC, right? Yeah. So you have Harbon Thomas on that side in the AFC. NFC: 49ers, Cowboys, Lions, Buccaneers, Eagles, Vikings, Packers. One. I don't know how
0: you classify Dan Campbell? He was a
1: yeah, I, I'm saying offense, but you're right. He was I don't a know tight whether... end,
0: but he was a special teams coach. So like I don't know. That's kind of it's kind okay. of tough.
1: Yeah. And then and then Tampa as well, leading the NFC South. So two from each side right now out of the seven.
0: Yeah. Like.
1: It's an interesting thing to talk about. I think it's an interesting conversation. Is, is this continue to be a trend or is it just like I don't want to say it's an outlier because I feel like it's kind of been trending this way for a couple of years, but will it shift back to the defense side at some point as they continue to adjust to the way that offense is played or, you know, is the way that the game officiated in play here too?
0: Yeah. I mean, the rules of the game have changed. Like, like yeah. The NFL is like barely distinguishable from its product 50 years ago. Like what, why uh-huh. why would we assume that the same things are always going to work? You know, like you, right. they're not going to. You you right. have to be flexible and to change. Now, like if you're just talking about like work ethic culture, I mean, look, that's not that that's not unique to the Steelers. Like good teams have people that try hard. I, I don't really think that needs said. I, and I, you know, like, look, like I said, there have been plenty of good Steelers teams that had guys that were not necessarily pulling their weight, and and where they were able to work around them. So, you know, I just, man, I, I think this is something that is not even really worth talking about. But I felt like we needed to talk about it because of how much it's being talked about, and yeah. uh, I, I don't, I don't get it.
1: I don't either. And I think if, you know, the results are better, we're not talking about it. And very yeah, little about what's actually going on would actually have, like, it would be the exact same locker room, be the exact same culture. But if you attach wins against the Cardinals and Patriots as opposed to losses, I don't think that these ex players are having these conversations right now.
0: Right. You, all the same people could be doing all the same things. And if they had just won instead of lost, no one would have a bad word to say about them. Which tells you that none of this has any meaning. It's not a real criticism. Now, if, if a team is winning and you said earlier this year, like, "Hey, the Steelers can't keep winning," uh, and 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 you know, not having this many passing yards, like that, they can't. It's not reasonable to think they're going to continue to win over and over again uh, mm-hmm. with with this few passing yards. That's a real criticism. To say like that, like this, this is nothing. It's it's nonsense. Yeah. Now, well, like, uh, I do should... think there okay. are some people in this team that deserve some criticism for their effort and have gotten yeah. it. Merrill Hodge ripped the tight ends. I-, I thought they deserved it. Like, they were not very good last game. Um, I'll say this, man. I re watched the game again last night, and I was uh, mostly focusing on the defense. I wrote a story about um, Blake Martinez and how the Steelers used him, which I thought was really interesting. Go read it at steelersnow.com. Um, but basically, they only used him in the base defense. Uh, he didn't get any sub-package stuff. So, like, what does that mean going forward? Can he do more? Talked to TA about it today as well. So, like, I, I was mostly watching for that. But I was, mm-hmm. you know, just in a different light maybe looking at the wide receivers and, like, George Kekken's effort on a lot of plays is not very good. Like, and I know that – um Kirk Herbstreit, I guess, called him out for it in the game. But, like, there's a lot, like, even on routes, like, I'm, like, looking at this route, and I'm like, this is a bad route. Like, what what is he doing here? Like, I think there are are some people on this team that have uh, an impression of themselves that they maybe have not earned. Like, I think George Pickens is a good player, and I think he's an important player for this team. But, like, he is not so good that he can go out there and dog it and get away with it. Like, I, I don't, I don't think sure. that can continue. And like, I, I think a lot of the um, response to George, like freaking out on the sideline is like, yeah, we get it. We're all frustrated by the offense, like fan and player alike. And and I understand that. And like, I've kind of defended him freaking out on the sideline because at the end of the day, that doesn't really matter. But this stuff does. Like, run hard. Like, I, I don't know. Like, that block. I yeah. Like, what? Man, I, I don't know. I, I,
1: I, so I haven't watched back this game, but that would infinitely upset me more than his sideline reactions.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I don't. I, now, I don't think there are a lot of people that I would put into that category. Mm-hmm. that are that do not look like they are trying as hard as they can on a regular basis that don't look like they're pulling their weight um there are some but i i don't think it's it's a big problem for the team right um, but uh, yeah i mean the it does exist
1: yeah um you did kind of <coughs> touch on the question, talking about, you know, 3-4 four, and 4-3 four, defenses, but we did get a question about that just because somebody brought up how thin they obviously have been at, at linebacker and, you know, would it make more sense or how easy is it to just go from a 4-3 uh, or to go to a 4-3 instead of the 3-4 that they traditionally play in and be able to use a more of like a tweener like they have DeMarvin Leal, although he obviously he was inactive last game. They haven't used him a ton. But, um, yeah, what is your thought on that? Like how easy is it to go from one defense to the next defense in terms of what they play in base?
0: Well, like the short answer is it's pretty easy. They run like a four-man front all the time and their nickel and their dime packages. Um, the problem is they don't have a linebacker. Like, I guess if you were going to play, like, an actual 4-3 package, you could probably use Nick Herbig as an outside linebacker. But, I Mm -hmm. mean... Well, they also
1: mentioned, like, how they'll, like, move TJ around a little bit, maybe, like, line him up over a guard or something, put him in different spots.
0: Yeah, I mean, they've done some of that. But, like, if you play the 4-3 defense, TJ Watt is a defensive Mm end. Alex Highsmith is a defensive end. Cam Hayward is a defensive tackle. You know, Larry Ogan a defensive tackle. Keanu Benton's a defensive tackle. Montrevious Adams is a defensive tackle. Tomarvin so Leal would then become a defensive end. And probably Nick Herbig would become an off ball outside linebacker. But like, so you could do that. I just, it's not going to help there. In fact, it's going to hurt. It's going to exacerbate their shortage of off ball linebackers right now because they really only have one and they've, you know, you would need three in that instance. And even if I'm giving you, Nick Herbert to that position group, I don't really think that helps that much. So I don't really think it's an answer for what they're looking for right now. I also don't think it really makes a big deal at the end of the day. I mean, I think the Steelers, when they play their base defense, it's done pretty well. I don't think it's been a problem for them. I think the problems have been much more sub package related than they've been yeah. base defense related.
1: Yeah. That's, that's actually what I was, I was going to say. <laughs> that was my, I, I agree with that a hundred percent. I don't <clears> know like, what else to, to add there, but it, it is an interesting thought. I'm glad that it got asked. Cause I don't know that we've necessarily touched on that a ton uh, in terms of moving around the defense and stuff like that. Um, Alan, I want to bring up the, obviously, like with it being another day, the injury report for Wednesday, DNP, Kenny Pickett, Isaac Sayamalo, uh, but Deontay Johnson added with a little bit of a knee thing. uh, Limited, Elandon, Alex Highsmith, Keanu Benton, full participant, TJ Watt, Najee Harris, DeMonte KZ, James Pierre, and Cam Hayward. Um, With concussions, obviously very touchy. We just got to monitor it throughout the week and hope that, you know, Highsmith and TJ are able to go. But especially with TJ being a full participant, uh, good sign at this point in the week. I would say it's yeah, but I a think bad the fact time.
0: that he finished the game and yeah. then now is a full participant again, makes me feel pretty good about TJ playing. I'm a yeah. little bit still skeptical about Alex Highsmith. Maybe not skeptical is the right word, but unsure about Alex yeah. Highsmith um, at this point, um, probably would need to see full participation in practice on uh, Thursday, which is like a Friday uh, mm-hmm. to, to really feel good about him playing. Sure looks like Najee Harris is fine. Sure looks like Landon Roberts is fine. Actually, I talked to Landon today, and he said he feels much better than he did last week, and he'll be good to go. Um, and then uh, who was – oh, Deontay. You know, I started, he was yeah. not out there in the individual part of practice. Uh, I have some video, one video up here on the YouTube page of Pickens and Robinson and Austin kind of going through the drills without him. Um, but I don't – so I don't really know what happened there. Hard to really judge what his prognosis is at this point in the week we'll just kind of have to yeah. see what happens tomorrow um and then you know i think it looks like keanu benton is going to be able to continue to play through this oblique thing but it might be one of those injuries that kind of nags for yeah. a little while you know i kind of get the feeling like he's gonna play and not be a hundred percent
1: yeah that's that certainly seems that way that's the vibe that i've been getting kind of You know he'll play on Saturday. Then I think we'll see him limited again throughout practice the following. We just end up playing on Saturday and 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 so on and so forth. But uh, definitely glad to hear that. I mean, Alandon still played fantastic on Thursday despite the way that he was feeling like to go out. He played every
0: snap after the twelve minute mark of the second quarter.
1: Yeah, awesome. Awesome stuff, uh, Alan. I have. Uh, I don't want you to take your eyes off the road, so maybe this is more for the the viewers. You can take a quick glance. But I do have a surprise for you. That I'm going to add. I'm screen. currently in
0: traffic, so it's fine
1: Okay, right now.
0: Oh my! Yes, is that a taxi. Oh uh, my goodness!
1: They did. This was sent no context sent to me.
0: That's a taxi. That's a Checker cab taxi. Okay. Oh my goodness. I'm pretty sure. I'd have to see the grill to be 100 sure, but wow!
1: Mm-hmm. This is like the first wow. time I'm really
0: taking a good look at it too. I wish we had more. I wish we had more photos to really give it a full.
1: Yeah, it's just full this one
0: raid you know. Mm-hmm. But that's pretty cool, man.
1: Yeah, this isn't the person that sent it to me, car or anything like that. They saw it uh, the Thursday night game before. So
0: That's pretty cool. You know, under underrated opportunity here. You know, when the Steelers moved on from Jerome Bettis, who was the bus? Why didn't we call Willie Parker the taxi? Like Ooh. that would have been. It was right there. I don't know why. In hindsight, in
1: hindsight, like, in hindsight yeah, we're gonna do it. Right, I'm just right. gonna make like a video montage of Willie Parker career highlights and call him the taxi and see if people are like, what? He <laughs> <It> should have <laughs> been
0: right. Like, I don't know. It's yeah. just. It was. It was. It was, maybe it was too obvious. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. I like. All it. right. Uh, I, I don't
0: know. If, I don't know if I saw enough of it to be able to give it a full yeah. mm. Lombardi Trophy grade.
1: No, it's. I think it's uh, not applicable.
0: Yeah, but but if that's your taxi, we want the story yeah. here because that feels like it's got to have a story. Mm-hmm. So if you know, if that's yeah. yours or you know whose it is, spread the word. We're we're looking to find out. And if they come to games, let us know where you're parked, and one of us will come find you in the parking lot. Because
1: yeah, that's well, awesome. yeah, that's I want to know if that was just a one-time appearance or if they're there for right, every game. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like yeah. if they're at every game, we'll find them. I'm sure about yeah.
1: this. Uh I tell the people where they could find you.
0: At a well, right now I'm uh, in Oakland. <laughs> uh, did I don't know if you if you appreciated the the varied view out the window today, but um. You can find me at AceAnders underscore PGH on X. PGH Steelers Now. The site's account, SteelersNow.com. Make sure you sign up for Steelers Now. Plus, Derek Bell, it's a great story about the Colts' cover three defense, how it's very different than what the Steelers have been seeing and how they might be able to attack it. Use promo code Allen 10 get 10% off. I'm telling you that will not last forever, so take advantage of it.
1: There we go. Uh, Like, subscribe, hit that notification bell here. Leave us a comment down below about anything that we talked about or a question for the next episode. Leave us a five-star review if you were listening somewhere else. Uh, This has been the 100th episode of Steelers Afternoon Drive, so thanks for jumping in and taking another ride with us here for Alan Saunders and myself. We will see you next time. Bye-bye.